He said, I was proud to have my name up over the door. It was some 2,000 years ago, as I recall, located in Jerusalem, across the street from Pilate's Hall. I thought I had everything anyone would need, and folks would come from miles around, regardless of their creed. The only thing I had I didn't think I could ever sell was in a corner on a shelf three old rusty spike nail. And then one day a big Roman soldier came through the door and as he walked up to me, it seemed he shook the floor. I said, can I help you, sir? With a voice I guess seemed frail. He looked at me with a snarling grin and said, I want to buy some big, big nail. Three old rusty spikes is all I have, he said to me. That will do for the job I have. Three's enough. Now, how much do I owe you? He put the money in my hand, and I was glad to make the sale. Then I wondered and asked him, Sir, what can you do with just three nails? He said, Did you ever hear of the man called Jesus, the Nazarene? You mean the one that goes about doing good, he said? Yes, that's the man. Well, today I intend to show the world that I am boss. For these three nails, old rusty spikes, I'm going to nail Jesus to the cross. I stood there almost numb. You'll never know how I felt. I said, please, sir, don't do that. As on my knees, I knelt. He just turned and walked away. And I got up and followed him. I said, please, sir, I'll buy them back. But he just looked at me and grinned. But in the distance, I could see the howling mob through the tears that filled my eyes. Away with him, crucify him. I could hear their angry cries. Over the top of all the noise and groans of agony, I could hear the sound of the hammer as a big Roman soldier nailed Jesus to the tree.
Well, greetings in the precious and the lovely name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and welcome once again to the Fellowship Temples podcast. It's certainly an honor and a privilege to be back on the airways that everyone can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we certainly thank the Lord for that fine recitation by Brother Billy Stevens, The Three Rusty Nails. <clears throat> you know, I've said it many times. It wasn't the nails that helped Jesus to the cross. It was the love of God that held him to that tree for the whole world that we could be saved by the good grace of God. He shed all of his life's blood. And I want to say this very clearly. It was not one drop of blood. It was not drawn from Emmanuel's veins. It wasn't spilt blood. But he shed all of his blood for the whole world. That's a big difference there. Sure is. So uh, I appreciate that fine uh, uh, recitation by Brother Billy Stevens and my wife doing the singing there, Sister Betty. And also, uh, <clears throat> we're going to give you your address right now. Address is Fellowship Temple, and it's Post Office Box 209 in Madisonville, Kentucky. The zip code's 42431, and uh, in the USA. So don't forget to get in contact with us. And most of all, folks, if you get right with the Lord or you get blessed, get in contact. I'd like to hear about it. I really would. I'm sincere with this thing. And uh, so you can follow us on the, go to the Fellowship Temple page and follow us there. And uh, sometime we're on the uh, Sunday morning live services on the Facebook, sometimes Sunday night. And you can go there and join us if you would. And so do that. So not, uh, today we're going to have a, a brand new message. <clears throat> and it's, it's uh, Whoso Findeth Me Findeth Life. And that's the title of it. Now this will be part one. And this will be the first uh, uh, Sunday on this message. So right now, we're going to get into the message. Uh, in the 8th chapter and the 35th verse, Proverbs 8.35, For whoso findeth me findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. Let me read that one more time. Eight, Proverbs 8.35, for whoso findeth me findeth life and shall obtain favor of the Lord. Now, while you remain standing, fifth chapter of St. John, fifth chapter of St. John in the 40th verse, St. John 5, 40. St. John 5 and 40th verse. It, and Jesus said, And ye will not come to me that ye may have life. Did you hear that? And ye, and ye will not come to me that ye might have life. Let's go before the Lord in prayer right there. Our precious Heavenly Father, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Father, we pray, Father, for this uh, our Father, the ones that's out in the radio land listening, Father, we pray to bless them and touch them. And Father, the ones that's uh, maybe bereaved, maybe they lost their loved ones, Father, maybe they're hurting, maybe they're sick and afflicted in this hour, and we pray, Father, for uh, their blessings upon their head, Father, we pray to touch them and comfort them and guide them and lead them and, and move them and bless them and help them through their opposition or trial and their trouble, their sorrow and their sickness and pain. Nothing's too hard for thee, O Lord, this hour. And we pray to touch these people in the church. May they be blessed and touch this hour. And we give you the praise, honor, and glory in the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God forever. Glory to God. Amen. <clears throat> you notice what Jesus said there again in the, fifth, in the fifth chapter, in the 40th verse. 
said, and ye, and ye will not come to me that ye might have life. I got thinking about that scripture. Then I read to you Proverbs over there. And now then, there was some, another scripture I was uh, dwelling on and thinking about there. And we're going to be looking at this. You know, when you, find it, when you find something in the natural, if you lose something, for example, if you lose your, your wallet or your, for example, if you lose your uh, a button off your coat, or maybe, or many uh, numerous of items where you're looking for it. Maybe you dropped a screw somewhere, and you it, you was working on something, and you dropped the screw, and that screw or that bolt of, or nut fell down by your feet, and you looked everywhere, and you couldn't find it. Have you ever done? I have done that before in my life. I'm telling you, I have dropped something. It's right, right uh, working right at it, and I have searched the ground over, and trying to find a certain uh, and and them rocks or whatever it was in. And I could not find that screw or bolt or nothing. You ever done that before? I, I certainly have. I'm telling you, I've done that. And I and, and yet then I had to wind up going and find it and get me another one or something. Well, I, folks, this hour, I want you to notice something. Our proverb says, "Who that findeth me findeth life." Now listen to me, this hour. I find on many people that talk with Jesus. I mean, literally talk with Jesus. Literally was with Jesus. I mean, eat with Jesus. I mean, was around Jesus and didn't find life. Isn't that sad to be that close to Jesus and couldn't find life? I'm telling you, he said, you will not come to me because you, if you will not come to me because you will not have life. Brother, they, right there was Jesus. They was, Jesus was around them. Jesus was right there and they wouldn't go to him. How sad it is the church world today. Bless God, they go to church. They go to church. They'll go, they'll go to one through, they'll go through a ritual and go through a service and never find Jesus. Now how sad that is. Brother, you can talk about Jesus. You can, you can read about Jesus. You can say the word Jesus, but never find Jesus. How sad. It's the church world. They go through a form of religion. The scripture says having a form of godliness and denying the power thereof. How pitiful it is. Brother, be around, a, be around the Bible. You can put a Bible on your, hand, on your arm and still don't know Jesus. You can go to an altar and still don't know Jesus. Brother, you can sing in the choir and still don't know Jesus. You can play music instruments and still don't know Jesus. I'm telling you, you can be baptized a thousand times and still don't know Jesus. Brother, you can take the communion and still don't know Jesus and still can't find Jesus. I'm telling you, it's sad. Brother, I'll tell you, no man can come on the Father except the Father draw him. You can't go to Jesus except God draw him. Brother, I'll tell you, your mama, your daddy, your sisters, and your brother, and your kin folks has nothing to do with it. It's a one-on-one personal relationship between you and God. It's a one-on-one thing. See, back in the, uh, the old covenant... It was a national thing. It was a national thing. But now since the grace of God's come, it's a one-on-one situation. How sad it is people go to church and still can't find Jesus. Isn't that pitiful? 
Oh, it's sad how pitiful it is. Oh, my friends, let's go to the book of Matthew. Let me give you some examples, give you some illustrations about this. And they, they come to Jesus and they come to him and still don't know him. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, oh, they'll speak his name and they'll sing it, they'll sing in the choir and still can't find Jesus. It's sad. Oh, brother, I'll tell you. Oh, brother, let me share with you this time. Let me, let me read the scripture over here in the St. John 5 and 40. And I've never, listen to this again. And ye will not come to me that ye may have life. Will not. Yet you're around me. Yet you say, they say, they say they love God. They say and do not. They've got the actions. They got religion. They got denominations. Brother, denominations, it's not about denominations. It's not about religion. People say, well, they've got that religion. Got that. Brother, you throw your religion away. It's about one thing. That's about Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, it's about Jesus and Him crucified. That's it, brother. Brother, you must be born to the water and the spirit before you go to heaven. It ain't how good of how good you are. How 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 perfect you may dress to the top notch. You may act right. You may do right. But I tell you, that still don't save your soul. So many people, so many people say, Well, I'm 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 this and I'm that. Some of you say, I've got this religion. You can tell everybody in the world that you belong to Fellowship Temple, but Fellowship Temple cannot save you. You say, I'm your preacher, but I cannot save you. Brother, you've got to have a Savior. You've got to have a Redeemer. You've got to have the Redeemer. It ain't but one blood Redeemer, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm preaching you Jesus and Him crucified. How can I be wrong on that? I can't be. Oh, Lord, I bless your sweet name this hour. Let me give you some illustrations. And St. Matthew's Gospel, and about the uh, 23rd verse, let me share this with you. Here comes, the, here comes the people, the elders, the deacons, the, I should say, scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and, and all the people that come at him, and they was around him, but they still couldn't find Jesus. Oh, yes. But let's look what the scripture said here in the 23rd, Matthew 21 and 23. He said, and when he was, he was come to the temple, the chief priest, the chief priest, and the elders of the people came unto him and as he was teaching and said, by what authority do, uh, by, uh, doest thou these things? By what authority doest thou these things? They come up and say, now what give you this authority to do all these things? Now you're teaching in the temple, you're preaching in the temple, but where are you getting this authority? Well, and, they, and who gave thee this authority? By what authority and who gave you the authority? By what authority and who gave you the authority? Well, Jesus just come right back at them. Praise the Lord, that's what they were. I'm telling you, they need to be born of the Spirit. Come on now. I'm telling you, and Jesus said, answered it and said unto you. He said, I will ask you one thing, which if ye tell me, I will likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. All right? The baptism of John, whence was it? From heaven or men? Now I want to know, Jesus said, I'm going to ask you elders. I'm going to ask you chief priests. I'm going to ask all of you now. 
You just get, I'll tell you what authority, what authority it was. If you just tell me with the baptism of John, was it, from, uh, was it from heaven or was it of men? Now tell me. I want you all to tell me. They come at him. Now he turned it right back at them. I like the way Jesus answers. Brother, they couldn't trap him. They couldn't court him. They couldn't put him down. Bless God because he's the only begotten son of God. Amen. Oh, yes. People say, well, I want, I want this authority and that authority. Brother, I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you where I got my preaching authority. No man didn't call me to preach. I didn't have to go off some college and, and get my authority. I didn't have to get me ordained by men. No, sir, brother. I was ordained to the Almighty God. I was called by God. He qualified me. He called me and he anointed me to preach the gospel. I didn't receive it a man, neither was I called a man. Amen. All right, but now listen what Jesus, and the baptism of John, whence was it? Was it from heaven or a man? Oh, now they got their back to the wall. Now let's see what them, what those fellows said. And they reasoned among, they reasoned with themselves. They reasoned. They come along, they were talking among themselves. Jesus knew what they were saying. You can't fool Jesus no time. You can talk among yourself, but you, Jesus know what you're saying. If ye, if ye shall say from heaven, he will say unto us, why did not, why did ye not then believe him? Now what do you believe in other words? Then he comes along and says, but if you will, will shall say of men, we fear the people for all hold that John was a prophet. So in other words, they say, well, we know John was a man of God. We know that God called him. We know that he was a forerunner of Christ. But now then we can't say of that. Or, and then we can't say of men. And they come around and told Jesus, said, well, we just cannot tell uh, what it was. We just, we, just, we just have no answer. We just cannot t tell. And Jesus said, neither tell I thee uh, what authority I do these things. <laughs> I'm just not going to tell you. If you'd have told me, I would have told you. Brother, let me tell you something. See, they couldn't find. All they was doing is finding fault with Jesus. They were trying to trap Jesus. They weren't trying to find life. People are supposed to bicker. And they want to try to find fault with Jesus. Bless God this hour. But I thank God. Oh, when people want to find Jesus, they can find him. But they gotta come humble to God. They gotta come as well, almost a little child. You gotta take off that big pride you got. Pride, you gotta get rid of pride. God resists the pride and give a grace unto the humble. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Oh, you recall, I've preached on this many times before, but this comes right back to me. And I wasn't gonna use this, but this just hit me, and I just might want to share it. Well, you, you recall in the fifth chapter over there. In 2 Kings, when uh, Mr. Naaman, the captain of the Syrian army, you remember how he was a brilliant soldier? He was a captain, I mean a captain. And brother, he had leprosy. Oh man, he was uppity, uppity, uppity. Oh, he thought he was something. <laughs> oh, big old uh, Naaman was. Oh yeah, but he had leprosy. And uh, you know, and so he thought, well, I'll just go, uh, I'll just go out and knock on that door and let the Elijah just throw, Elisha just throw his hands up on me and man, I'll be healed. I can get out of here. I can have me a quick fix. People want to go get him a quick fix. Brother, you can't get a quick fix. 
You can't get a microwave. Brother, I'm telling you, if you're not willing to stay there until you get right, brother, don't come get it. It's not a quick fix. You can't come get a microwave. You've got to stay there until you get born of the Spirit. All right, we're going to stop right here, and I hope that you got touched out of the message today. He took her by the hand. Now, this is part one. Now, next week will be part two, and we're going to have a part three also. So you just stay tuned, and, and I hope that you'll, you'll get blessed. And most of all, I hear about some old sinner getting saved by God's darling, wonderful grace. That's what it's about. I want to give you your address before we get off here. The address is Fellowship Temple, Post Office Box 209, in Madisonville, Kentucky, the zip code is 42431 in the USA. And please let us hear from you some way or another. And, and you can find us on the Fellowship Temple page. Go to the Facebook. And sometimes we have our live worship services on Sunday morning and sometimes Sunday night. And then you can join us there. And also we have our radio uh, broadcast. We're on different stations. And you can find us on that also. All right. So right now, uh, I want to say farewell. I'm Brother Gene Rickard speaking to you, and God bless you until next time.